Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Physical Friday. We have an exciting time of the year coming up that a lot of people look forward to, and that is the lobster season starting. A lot of people like to get in the water and some people get in the water and man, they're not as good at it as they thought they were going to be. It's hard to hold your breath. Can't stay down very long. You see the lobsters, but you can't get down there and, and, uh, and get them. But there are tips and techniques how you can learn how to hold your breath longer and how you can make sure that you stay under longer to be able to get the, the lobsters and get your limit. So I have my friend, Captain Scott Brown. He's a very experienced waterman and a free diver. And he's going to go over some things that we can all use to be able to extend our breath holds uh, in preparation for lobster season or really anything, free diving, whatever you want to do. So Scott, what's going on today? What's up, Tom? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Right on. Yeah, let's talk. Let's go into and talk about some things about the ocean, you know, and just over the time I've lived my entire life pretty much by water, uh, surfing, free diving, and obviously fishing. And now I also teach some of the most elite soldiers, um, basically subsurface infiltration. And so with that being said, I've been in a multitude of environments and that I understand that if there's one thing about the ocean, it's it's very dynamic, it's unforgiving. It's an unforgiving environment at times, you know, and if you're going to take on the ocean or subject yourself to that maritime environment, you have to come in prepared physically because, as you know, wind waves and currents affect everybody. You know, you can't come in weak or unprepared. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you need to be able to do, um, if you were to come down to the Florida Keys or wherever you are, if you're going spearfishing in the panhandle off Louisiana, North Carolina, if you're surfing, Whatever the case may be, you need to be able to fin for durations against current. You need to be able to paddle against current. You need to be able to perform dynamic breath holds and ultimately be able to get yourself back to dry land or have the strength 
to lift yourself up onto a boat. So how do we prepare? You know, both of us are very familiar with, um, with PT, you know, workouts, you're a big CrossFit fan. You're a big Olympic lifter. I'm a big pool endurance workout guy. All of this essentially brought together into a cumulative event is going to bring you to the top of your game whenever you're in the ocean, because you need to be well-rounded, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of experience with that also. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my dog is going crazy right now. Mm, the traffic right. just drove by. So what I focus on whenever I start to prepare for, um, say like spearfishing season or, I'm about to go surf somewhere where I know that I'm going to get beat down. Um, I want to focus on basically short, high intensity workouts paired with a lot of leg endurance, core and condition, you know? And so there's a lot of people that aren't going to have access to a pool. There might be some people that do, there might be some people that don't have access to a gym at all. So what I've done is I've gone through a lot of my workouts and I've kind of pieced together um, workouts that catered to people without pools, people that have gyms and stuff like that. And one of my favorite styles of training is just body weight, you know, um, body weight is, is the basics and the basics are what's going to only give you the foundation you need to build further upon that. So with that being said, let's start in like that crawl, walk, run phase. And we'll start with our body weight, you know? What I like to do before I go into uh, any type of workouts, I love to warm up. You know, everyone has their own way of warming up. Some people don't warm up at all. But as you know, when we start getting older, mm -hmm. if, if you don't start warming up, you're not going to be able to get out of bed the next day to be able to train. So with that being said, this is a cool pool workout without the pool. All right. And you start with the warm up of jumping jacks step back lunges, high knees, squats, push-ups, and forward lunges. You're basically just going to do 30 seconds of all of that right there. So it's a total of three minutes, you know? So you get those muscles engaged into exercise. You get the blood flowing. So that way we can roll right into the actual workout itself. And what the workout is going to consist of is basically the same thing. You're going to have the first workout, which you are a fan of, the burpee, mm -hmm. all right? the jumping split lunge push-ups and squats. All right. You're going to do 30 seconds of those for three sets. All right. After that, you're going to go into dips. You're going to do 30 seconds of that for three sets. And then my all time favorite, the flutter kick. Mm -hmm. You're going to do 30 seconds of that for three sets. Now, the reason why we span it into those 30 second increments and I don't give you straight repetitions is because we are all varied in how well we can perform. You know, some of us are in really good shape. Others may just be starting to get back into it. If I had to guess the average person is right around the, I'm good enough to be able to carry some stuff, walk, but I'm not that run, run, that sprint, that swim guy, you know? And so this is a good way to get back into it by just pacing yourself in that 30 seconds or it could be people like you and I who are almost at our peak or at our peak and we can push ourselves to the max, right. you know, the whole point is getting that heart rate up short, high intensity work, you know, and working in that leg endurance. So 
that's what I would do if I didn't have a pool or accessibility to a pool. And so you can go as hard as you want, or you can go as easy you want. As long as you stay consistent, you know, and I would start this a month out if I were you before I come down here and uh, do it every single day and only increase your load as you get better. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, I had a pool, uh, the first thing that, that I put out whenever I talk about pool workouts is always work out with a buddy whenever you're in the aquatic environment, especially when you are doing dynamic or static breath hold work. You never want to go in, push yourself, and then um, to to know and it happens to some of the most elite soldiers in our special operations, they go to do these pool workouts by themselves, you know, and they're found floating there in the pool because mm-hmm. they push themselves to the max. They had a high CO2 tolerance, and then they just all they had to do was train with a buddy, you know, and unfortunately they died of of drowning from passing out. So with that being said, always work out with a buddy. One up, one down is what we say in the free diving community. One guy to be able to watch you while the other guy is pushing himself in the pool. So same thing, you have access to a pool. You want to start with that warm-up. And what I like to do is just the basic breaststroke. All right. I like to just do two laps. We'll say that we have a regular Olympic size pool. I think that's like 82 feet, you know, and so I just do two laps down and back and call it good for getting my my kick and my arm, my stroke good to go. And so you want to warm up with that. After I do that, I like to exit the gunnel and I do 30 seconds of flutter kicks to get my hip flexors nice and warmed up. So before we go actually into the types of pool workouts, what I wanted to talk about is what you can do beforehand. Um, Also is, and you do a lot of this, sorry for leaving this out, is that diaphragmatic breathing. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're a huge fan of, I want to say it's Wim Hof's breathing method. I do that every day. And so you can subject yourself to doing that and implement it into your warm up, you know. And so that way you do your breathing, you got your lungs filled to max capacity, you're inflating, deflating them, stretching them out. It's just like any other muscle in your body. Um, I don't think your lungs are a muscle. So didn't mean to say that. But with that being said, they do need to be warmed up, right? So moving on to dynamic and static breath holds. Um, I don't do much of static breath hold training because it is it doesn't make sense for me to do static when I'm always dynamic in the water. And so static, I, it, it has its place, you know, and it's really cool to be like, yeah, yeah, I've got a five minute static breath hold, but let's face it, ultimately you will be traveling subsurface, you know? And so with that being said, We have a thing called CO2 and O2 training. You have tables and you can, there's a variety of, um, how do I say, there's a variety of number one of apps that you can do this Mm -hmm. with on any smart device. There's also a variety of work to rest ratios that I don't really want to put out because everyone's capabilities are different, but some guidance that I can put out if you're going to do these breath holding tables, depending on if you want to work on CO2 or O2 is you, if you do CO2 training, you should never exceed 50% of your best static breath hold. Okay. If you do O2 training, you should never exceed 80% of your best static breath hold. And you should never do 
any of those in the same day. And so CO2 training is good. It's that the CO2 training is, is created so that you can actually stay under subsurface longer without having that urge to breathe. Okay. The CO2 buildup is what causes you to want to breathe. And so if you ever spend some time underwater on a breath hold, you'll start to feel that guppying motion, mm-hmm. all right, from your diaphragm. And so what that's doing is it's letting your body know like, hey, like our CO2 is building, we need to get up, like you need to take a breath of air. You can actually train yourself using those two CO2 tables to prolong that to comfortably thin subsurface. O2 is just so that you can hold your breath longer over time. And so if you want to learn more about that, uh, you yourself can actually go research that. There's a plethora of editorials online that give you the how-to and the work to rest, the proper work to rest ratio. So we'll go into the actual pool workout itself now. But again, never do those CO2 and O2 tables on the same day. Um, just pick one, stick with it, and then obviously increase your time breath holding and minimize your time actually resting up. Mm-hmm. So that way you increase your breath hold cumulatively. So with that being said, my favorite pool workouts, I'll just give you a couple. Again, always do this with a buddy, is kettlebell and kit bag drags across that pool. All right. And so... You can also purchase a diving brick that's weighted so you don't mess up the bottom of your pool, but kettlebells can suffice as long as you pad it. And so I like to do like a quick little 10 push-ups, flutter kicks, whatever the case may be to spike my heart rate, get in that pool, and then start exercising subsurface on that breath hold. And what you're doing is that increased heart rate is going to simulate swimming um, on top of the water before in the current before you go subsurface to either go dive down for lobsters or dive down to shoot that fish Mm -hmm. and so you get your heart rate up go subsurface you can even do a little breathe up if you want to if you don't feel that you're quite there yet um, physically capable of doing this jump in the water go subsurface and then start your exercise and all you're doing with that kettlebell is you're just walking nice and slow across the pool when you feel the urge to breathe Go ahead, swim subsurface with your buddy. Your buddy should be right on top of you. Take some breaths, go back subsurface, continue. The other workout you can do is a kit bag drag. It's just basically a duffel bag unzipped open. You have one buddy, this takes three people, one to spot, two to hold on to the other ends. And you and your buddy are going to go subsurface and you're going to drag this bag open through the water. You're going to encounter a lot of resistance. If it's too hard, put fins on. All right. So you can put some fins on and help you do this. Um, I would actually advise that you do wear fins when you do this workout. And you can do the same thing. Once you feel like, hey, I've had enough, go to the surface, get your resting heart rate, go back subsurface, complete the workout. Always have somebody watching. You. All right. So you can do that. I usually do that in increments of 10, you know, so basically 10 sets of that just down and back. Um, what you want to do when you get to the other side is, is do a breathe up. You want to rest once you get to the other side. Get that resting heart rate back, all right? You don't want to go all the way back down to like a total resting heart rate of like when you and I are normally sitting here talking to each other, but a normal resting heart rate of when you just completed a high-intensity workout, your heart rate was in like the 170s, 180s. We need to get it back down to like 114, 100, that, 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 that little beats per minute range. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wear a watch that tells me all this information. I have got parameters set on it. So it's a little easier for me to not have to sit there and think about where I'm at. I've got my threshold set on my watch. So that way I don't break my lactic threshold. So any of these smart watches today are capable of apps to download to be able to monitor that stuff. So it's super important whenever you're doing this training. Um, never push yourself to where you think you're going to pass out. All right. So crawl, walk, run into these pool workouts. You know, if you think that that's too much, stick to the, the breaststroke. Make sure you're exhaling a bunch of bubbles whenever you're doing this to not build up CO2. And then gradually work out into those subsurface workouts. Another workout you can do is the crossover. Um, you can do it with or without fin. It's basically what it is. You start on one side of the gunnel, go subsurface, and you fin across the pool. Um, I don't expect anybody to do an 82-foot subsurface fin unless you're in extreme shape, you know, and you're going to be pretty worked from that. But 25 meters is probably good, you know. And so you go from one end to the other come up, you want to breathe up for at least a minute. All right. Four minutes max, but at least get that one minute breathe up before you go subsurface and then you fin back to the other side. So that's another good way to increase your breath hold, your dynamic breath hold whenever you're doing these pool workouts. And I like to finish that up with one of the most devilish workouts known to man. <laughs> and it's basically just getting a kickboard. You just put it out in front of you and you kick from one end of that 82-foot pool to the other end as hard as you can. And you can also wear little fins with this, just like the little fins that are they're about this big. I don't know what they call them. But don't wear free diving fins because it totally defeats the purpose of this, this quad burn. And you just kick as hard as you can until you get to the other side. I promise you, it feels like you front squatted 300 pounds. So <laughs> that's what I like to end it with. Um, again, Always crawl, walk, run. Always have a buddy watching you whenever you're doing these workouts and you can switch out. But the whole point is not to come down here unprepared or ill-prepared because here's what happens, and this is the reality. You could be in a situation where your buddy, who you should be diving with at all times, may have a cramp. He may not be able to fit, and this happens a lot. He goes into cardiac arrest or he gets run over by a boat. You need to be able to save your buddy. You need to be able to stay calm and have the physical endurance to be able to fin through current, dive subsurface, grab your buddy, and be able to fin him back to the boat if the boat cannot reach you or the land. Because ultimately, we see this in the news. Every single year, someone gets run over by a boat. Someone passes out. They drown. It all leads to drowning. It can be stopped by coming down here in good shape, you know, and diving together as a pair. So that's what I would do if I was to come down here. Um, I understand that some of those workouts may be a little radical for some, but again, I'm not sitting here telling you to do it. Crawl, walk, run into it and always sure. have a buddy. And then you so. could also, you know, I mean, if someone wasn't quite prepared, it was, you know, some of those, you know, you're calling for 10 laps with the open kit bag I mean, you could go with a smaller kit bag. You could do two laps. You know, there are ways that you could scale those workouts down to your, your current ability and then build them back up as you start to get stronger and in better shape. You can work towards the workouts that Scott is talking about. I mean, those are for elite spear fishermen and elite combat athletes. Um, so I, 
nobody expects you to be able to do all of that right away, but it doesn't mean that you just turn your back on those type of workouts. You can scale it. You can go instead of the length, what length of the pool, you could go the width of the pool and change those out and just scale it back. But the most important thing that I thought I heard in this entire thing was uh, always do the water workouts with a buddy that cannot be stressed too much. Uh, shallow water blackout is real and you can totally die in two feet of water. Um, you know, you, you think you're, you've been on the swim team your entire life, but when you're starting to do these workouts and getting in this situation, it happens and it feels like you're just falling asleep and you're just, it's over. So have a buddy. That's hugely important. Absolutely. You can't be stressed enough. Again, some of the most dangerous people, in the water are people that can push themselves to the max, you know, and they push themselves to the point to where it's, they get up to the surface and they just black out. And, you know, if they don't have their buddy that is equally trained in ability or has the same ability, you know, it, it could definitely, you can lose a life that way. Mm -hmm. So always watch your buddy. So that's, that's really important is that we're talking about doing this training in order to get prepared for lobster season. But then again, when you are out there, actually diving for lobsters and you're the first one on the spot and you look down and sure enough you've hit the right spot there are lobsters everywhere it's real easy to just forget all that and everybody go go lone wolf and try to get their limit but that is probably the most important time to be watching your buddy is when you're actually doing it um it happens every year just like scott said there's there are people that that get in trouble shallow water blackouts run over by boats cramps (laughs) <laughs> that's that's yeah. probably a really good one so um oh, absolutely. lots of lots of great one. tips um if people wanted to um learn more about some of these type of workouts are there some some spearfishing resources or some some uh diving resources that you would send people to to kind of uh read up I more i don't have a specific one um most of my free diving experience was up in the panhandle and there's a free diving instructor over there. His name is Joe Diagostino and uh, he's good friends with Mike Fuller with uh, Benthic Ocean Sports. And those guys, they run a legit free diving program. Um, Mike owns a free diving store over there in the panhandle. And those guys, they are the best of best in their area. And a lot of our elite military special operations looks to them to water training and so if i was to to go anywhere or to seek information it would be through mike fuller and joe diagostino and they'll get you guys read up and they'll answer any questions that that you have about water training um i don't know enough people elsewhere to be able to give you an accurate yeah. um, referral well, there's another guy that we had on the podcast recently cam kirkconnell he's a, a world-class oh, spear fisherman and he has uh classes you can go back and listen to the podcast that we had he gave information about his classes and how you um get one get either him or one of his instructors to run you through one of these classes and that would be highly recommended to get experience um you know, real experience. If you, if this is something you're really getting into and you feel like maybe you don't know enough, which I don't think any of us do, um, great experiences is, is hugely beneficial. So, uh, one of Cam's classes or one of the classes that you discussed would be very, very highly recommended. But anyway, those are some amazing workouts, uh, that will have you in shape for, um, 
for coming down and spearfishing or lobstering, whatever you choose to do. So Scott, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to follow Scott, you can do that where? Push it good. You can go to, yeah, you can go to my Instagram account, push it good inshore, or you can go to Hooked On Family. You can visit our website at hookedonfamily.com, or you can go to our YouTube channel and see some of our little exploits of kids fishing and water confidence uh, at Hooked On Family also. Right on. Uh, All right. Okay. That's great for today. Um, Everybody stay safe out there. Stay safe in your training. Stay safe when you're out there underwater, on the water, whichever you choose. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.